Welcome to season three. It is 2021 and we are live with Domery here at Domery Healthy and Fit. Today's special guest is Sally Rahi. She is a passionate writer, author. She has been working in journalism, magazine editing, television programs, script writing, and for decades she has been writing nonstop. She is the author of the book called There, and her second book was just released, The Unspoken Voices. Wait till you hear our interview with Sally today. She is such an inspiration. Stay tuned. We are so honored to have you today and to talk about your journeys, your life, your inspiration, to talk about the book There, and also your other book that I am waiting for because it has sold out and I'm on the wait list, The Unspoken Voices. Thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I have so many questions for you, but first I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about your background. When we spoke yesterday, you talked about your journalism and you talked about being just packing a bag and moving and taking on adventures of the world and you have done all of it. So give us a little bit of your version of that story. Okay, thank you very much, Don Marie. That's really an honor to be with you to here tonight. Thank you. Um, well, I've had a long journey, and uh, I'm that girl who's not scared to change things, to move from one spot to another. And uh, I have fell in love with poetry ever since I was a kid, but that was not really the road that I thought I would take. Mm -hmm. So I started first as uh, a director, uh, and uh, I am really into any creative work. So the first thing was to go into promotions and advertising and all that. And uh, the passion of finding a new idea is always a, a strong drive for me. It kind of put, makes me unstoppable. Mm -hmm. So I pursued advertising and uh, television. Mm -hmm. And uh, later on, I uh, actually when I turned 40, I felt like Writing was pulling me in, you know? I was being attracted like a magnet to writing. And it all happened after I read a book by the name of The 40 Rules of Love. Oh. And I, The 40 Rules of Love by Al Shafi. Mm -hmm. uh, that book really made me feel like I, I have to pursue writing because I have this talent. Um, and uh, I live in Egypt, so with someone who doesn't really live in a country that writes in that language, English, I had to travel and, uh, and see whether my stuff was worth publishing or not. And uh, I left behind my work, I left everything, my family, my kids, and I started and I went to London. I joined any uh, stand-up uh, stand event I could join, any mm -hmm. open mic poetry events I could join. And uh, I read my poetry everywhere I could, I could read it until I found a publisher who was interested in my stuff. And that's when I felt like I have something valuable enough, you know? It gave me the confidence to pursue that career that all my heart said I should be pursuing. So I did it and, and I was very uh, fortunate to have my first book accepted and then the other by Olympia Publishers in the UK. And now they're selling all over the world. I know. It's amazing. And I, I got to tell you, it's just, it's, 
beautiful. I sat at the ocean yesterday myself reading your poetry, and it's just so incredibly inspiring. It goes from short poetry to longer pieces of poetry, but it truly speaks to your heart and your soul, and it makes you want to be a part of your life and, like, sit next to you in a cafe and talk to you more about where you come up with such amazing work. So I'm truly honored that you are here with us today. And thank you so much. What Amy. an incredible adventure you have had. And I love that you said you're unstoppable, that you know that you want to go and get it done. And you did it. You didn't yeah. let life stop you. And you just went out there and did it until you got the publisher and you made it happen. And I will be forever grateful that I've got a copy of your book here and I can't wait for the next one to come in. So the books are available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any book network all around the world, correct? Yes, yes, as well as the bookstores in the UK, they have them on sale. Yes, and um, they can also go to your website on your Instagram and go straight from there to order the books. Yes. Okay. I've got some questions for you that I'd love to um, ask. Uh, And this goes back to like your journalism, your writing career, your script writing, your ads, your commercials, all of that. What is the one thing that you know, that you had known before you began your career that you wish you had known today? Like the, sorry, it's a, a little bit backwards. <laughs> the one thing that you wish you had known before you started your career. Well, actually, I think that my career and this journey that I've had is is the fun that I've had in my life. I, I wouldn't want to do something. Uh, well, I would love to travel more, but I did actually travel as well while I was doing my journey of writing and of directing and of being uh, a creative director in a commercial center. So work is quite integrated in the being of me, mm-hmm. what, what I am and who I am. And, uh, and I believe that I'm made to be productive and to to inspire others and inspire myself and have something some form of beauty produced by myself that would bring happiness somehow to people so i can't imagine myself not working i've been working since i was 14 uh, back at the university Mm -hmm. and uh i i i believe that you can do anything and you can learn anything while you're while you're just enjoying yourself that they don't contradict with each other so, so true. I, I think I did everything I want. There's nothing that I would rather do other than be working what I love. You see, I have a kind of a, a philosophy about it, that we're born with what we love. We have this seed inside us. And once we discover what we truly love, what, what our passion is, this is when we become really happy. And this is when we become productive. Because God placed it in our heart, we just have to find it. It's right there. Once we find it and we hold it, then we are happy people. Okay, we carry our sadness along and all that, but we we do move with what we have. That is so true. Thank you for that. That was so inspiring. And you're right. We are all born with the seed of 
what will nurture us and move us forward in life with what we have been given. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to find that seed and it takes you a little bit longer to get to that journey. But as long as you're true to yourself, like you were, and you continue to move forward and work hard, you have now become a huge inspiration to the world through your poetry and also through everything you did prior to becoming an author. Be, you know, with your ads and the journalism and traveling the world and meeting people all over. So it's just, you have a beautiful gift and I'm honored to say that I've been able to read it. Thank you. That we have you here with us today. And what advice would you give to a new author like yourself back then when you were like, I'm not sure if my work is good enough, but you knew it was good enough. You just wanted to hear it from everybody else. So with that question, how would you advise a young author moving forward? I would tell them, listen, there are people who are flying without wings and there are people who are chained without chains. Be a dreamer, be someone among those who are flying. Let your soul speak, you know, let it rule. Let it be yourself. Nothing defines you but, but your real core. Not your success, not your wishes, not your faults, nothing. Just be yourself. Don't be scared to voice what you have. You can, you can even copy other styles of other people. There's no problem in, in, in finding your shades, in finding your colors. They, they come, but let go. Don't be afraid to just make mistakes. Don't be afraid to jump to, to, to adventure with yourself, okay? That's because you, ha you, have it, you have it inside you. If you are a writer, you have it. Actually, I believe that everybody is a writer somehow, and everybody is a poet somehow. We just visit poetry and writing at different stages of our life. Like some people would, would be visit writing when they're happy or when they're sad or when they're in an adventure. But we all have that, the power of writing and expressing our feelings. So someone who's pursuing writing for a career, just let go, let go. You have such a strong weapon. You can change the world. You can actually alter with what you write so many people's lives and if we if we think about how poetry and writing in general general has affected mm -hmm. lives in and, and changed the world even revolutions they're colored with the shades of poetry i exactly. mean it's part of everything and and it's it's such a powerful tool we can even claim then the one of the, the the greatest speeches in history, that of Dr. Martin Luther, Luther King, "I Have a Dream," is actually a poem. is a piece of writing so beautiful, so compassionate, so moving, and it can change a lot. That is so true. And thank you for honoring him and bringing up his name. Thank you Definitely. for that. Um, so that is amazing advice to anybody getting out of college, anyone that isn't sure they want to go to college, anyone that just has always been a writer, writing things down, good or bad, writing fictional stories to writing your true autobiography to anything in life, never give up. Keep following your dream. And that's what you've done. That's great advice. Thank you so much. Um, who are the people 
that have been in your life that have been the most influential to you? Well, there are actually quite a lot. I've been very lucky with that. Uh, I would definitely start with my family. I come from a very, very loving, very attached family. So I've had quite a beautiful childhood. Uh, I saw an example of my mother, uh, an example of a very courageous person who was so eager to move us around and uh, not to be scared to, to try out the best options that we could possibly have. And a, a father who was very loving and showering with love, a brother, a husband, my kids. So I'm reading my family is a big source of, of love and care and um, I'm very lucky to have that, but also uh, during my career, I've met a lot of people who affected my life and influenced it very posit positively. Mm -hmm. As my boss, uh, Mr. Milad Beseda, he was like a father figure and someone who saw me as a creative person even before I realized that myself. He gave me so much confidence and uh, so much... Uh, believed in me really so I, I I think that he he really shaped a lot of my life and then after that I also happened to work with my uncle and he was such a, a successful businessman mm -hmm. so adored so glamorous and I think also being adventurous was part of him and I really admired that that gave me a lot of lessons the time that I was very fortunate to work with him Yes, and that's probably why you became such an adventurous person yourself and traveling the world and deciding to just take the leap of faith and fly and do all the incredible things you've done in your life. I love that. So you've had a really strong bond with your family and your loved ones and you've learned and, and moved forward in your life and you cherish those moments and that's a beautiful blessing. Yes, so beautiful. What would you say, people saying, oh, you're an author, what are you an author of? And you would say, poetry, and I've also done all of my work. The most th common question that is asked, what would you debunk about people saying, oh, you're a poet, everybody's a poet. So tell me why you chose poetry. Poetry is, is like grasping your feelings and taking them into putting them inside a frame and reliving them again and again and again. Nothing can reflect how people feel more than poetry, in my opinion. And, and the simplicity and the, the ease of putting life on people and, and the beauty inside them or a beauty of, of a situation is just magical with a poem. Yeah. Nothing is as strong as that. It's such a strong uh, a device if you want to actually translate feelings. Yes. And I'm I'm quite a good observer, and I'm a collect. I believe I'm a collector of people's feelings. I watch, especially kind, compassionate people. You know, if you watch kind, compassionate people, you feel like they're like these scattered leaves around them, and you just like pick the leaves of beauty that they have around them and and you capture that into moments and into words and it's like creating magic that was beautiful i love the phrase of how you spoke about the leaves they like they they're beautiful but they've fallen and you've captured them 
and you hold them dear and that's how you embrace your poetry and move forward and I believe that with that being said anyone watching this interview or hearing this podcast will really start to look at life differently and realize it's all around us it's the beauty of the person sitting in a cafe it's the beauty of the music playing as you're walking down the street or a child giggling and laughing it truly is we are living in a world of poetry it just takes that person to take all of those aspects like you did and put it into words and turn it into book for all of us to read so beautiful so so beautiful what advice would you give to somebody in another country that has never met you that is very unsure of what career path that they would want to take Sorry, can you repeat that? I can. What advice would you give to a young person coming out of college or university that is very unsure of what they want to do in life? Like they have a lot of adventures they want to do. They have a lot of things they want to accomplish, but they don't know where to start. Your journey was incredible. You just took the leap of faith. How would you advise a young 20-year-old today, in the world that we live in today, on what to focus on to move forward? I would tell them, listen to your heart. The one thing that comes in your mind and you feel you're most passionate about the thing for you now. If you feel you want to stay home, and do nothing that's still the thing for you now just follow the sound of your heart because it is speaking to you we just don't listen mm -hmm. we have it all inside us if we just listen mm -hmm. we will see what we really want to do we shouldn't listen to other people who will tell us that you better do this or better do that mm -hmm. that's not it walk with yourself let me say a little point that that may kind of explain what I would I love that. I'd like to say. Please. Because that is me when in the beginning of my life, when I didn't know what to do and I didn't really have a path, but I wanted to be focused on what I, where I where should be moving, mm -hmm. I sat with myself and, and tried to find out my passion. In the distance of warmth, I have befriended my own self. We have secretly laughed and walked and talked down colorful woods and we have shared stories of people and places that we want to live in and we have gone along we have gone along to where our future will be oh that was beautiful thank you so much and that was the perfect that's the perfect answer to anybody coming out of university anybody coming out of college anybody you know in young grade school that is the perfect answer it's a beautiful poem thank you for sharing that the answer is right inside you yes. you just listen to your heart whatever you choose with your heart is what is meant for you because god placed it inside there mm -hmm. just listen so true amen to that so so true okay who do you most admire in your life 
I know you probably admire like many, but if you had to narrow it down to just one, who do you most admire? Well, I I admire uh, Shams Tabrizi, and uh, he is a uh, uh, he's a uh, the one who actually taught Rumi all what he knows, the great mm. philosopher Rumi, and uh, he was moving around from country to country, trying to find the secrets of life. Mm -hmm. And uh, his book it, and his sayings and what he told me was incredible. I believe that when you search for yourself and, uh, and you move on to that other realm of yourself where you are not defined by, by what you are or your features, or your being, or your posts, or your successes, when you're actually just your true, true core self, then you reach a bond with the divine power that moves you to, to another sphere altogether. It's like acceptance of yourself and love of yourself that is incredible to achieve without this bond, this divine bond. So Shams is an example of all that to me. I'm greatly, greatly moved by him. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Well, you truly are a living soul of beauty, strength, passion, and moving forward in your life with your writing, your words, just listening to you speak. It, it, just, it just rings music. It rings quietness it rings embrace and warmth and just feels like you're just your words are wrapping around us like a blanket when we're cold or we're feeling alone your words so are kind. so inspiring so i once again thank you for honoring us today thank you dude honor's mine so we just shared one of your favorite um persons that you most admire what would be, I know he wrote the book, but if there was a book you could choose from any of your travels around the world that you picked up one day and you looked at it, what would that book be? I'm in love with that book by Rupi Kaur, The Sun and Her Flowers. Oh. That's a favorite of mine. I've read it a million times. The Sun and the Flowers. The Sun and Her Flowers. Beautiful. So what about that book made you want to read it over and over and over again? Because it has the two sides of everything, the good and the bad, the pain and the happiness, the success and the failure. It, it has the two sides and you, you feel like you can choose between those. Do you want to fit here or do you want to fit there? And, and you can see that the, the poet, the author, she, she went through all that, but she managed to be at the side of happiness at the end. Aww. So it teaches me. You, I don't really have to go through all that pain. I don't have to carry it along, but I can choose happiness. I can choose peace. I can choose love. I can choose people who are kind of compassionate. Yes. And go after them. It's beautiful. And be of their clan. I love that you just said that, to be of their clan. I love that. Yes, I, I I haven't heard that word in so long. You know, because I, the universe listens. You know, it does. when you want to be of their clan, you feel that 
God starts sending them over and the circle of kindness grows bigger. I'm so full of faults, but then when you reach out to people who are actually embracing kindness and compassion and love, that these are the core. This is why we're here. We're here to spread this beauty. We're not here mm -hmm. to hurt or to to dwell on our sadness and take it with us and, and color other people's faces with it. That's not it. We, we often fall in that a lot of the t a lot of times we are that but we have to strip it out get out of it that is so somehow. true and a lot of us have a hard time letting go and we hold on to the past and I like that you called it the colors and we the colors get thrown onto your face so when people hold on to that that heartache and that pain it doesn't mean you have to hold on to it forever you've already lived it learn from it and then move forward but don't throw it on to somebody else i love it's that you true. said that that was beautiful once again very beautiful and i love that you wrote that you just said don't throw the bad colors onto someone else that is a beautiful I, phrase i have a point that i would like to share about that i would love for you to read that for us please that's how I see love, how God made it. It's called love's recipe. He made it with a recipe of magic and wonder and spiced it with dreams, euphoria, and a strike just like thunder. Then he named it love and blessed all his creations with its splendor. <laughs> but he did not teach the birds to love the fluff of their wings across the skies. He didn't, te he didn't teach the petals to lovingly greet the dew before sunrise. He didn't teach the heart to love blindly without eyes, for he who created love created it for the mindless and the wise. Oh, that just gave me chills. I literally have like chills on my arm. It just, that, that is words from the heart, from God, from your soul, from the universe. So beautiful. Is that, is that poem in the book there, or is it in your new book? Um, actually, that's in the first book, uh, The Unspoken Voices. Unspoken Voices. Ah, I can't wait till I get that po poetry book. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think I could listen to you all day reading poetry to us. Thank you. Where is the one place in the world that you have been able to travel? Because you have been everywhere in the world. Where was the one place that you felt the most raw inspiration the moment you arrived and the when you left, you felt like you were leaving a piece of you behind? Where would that location be? Well, I'm a big fan of the French Riviera. It's beautiful there. Actually, yeah, very much so. But actually, if you just give me a spot in the sea, I am. I have everything I need. I don't need more. Just to see any spot anywhere in the world, and I've got everything I need. Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness, the ocean. So the ocean is your peaceful place. Yes. I love the ocean, and I, I go there often when I really need time for myself and time to yeah. think and analyze where I want to move forward and what I need to learn from the past but leaving it there and nurturing it and going 
further into my days and my life and people around me. There's just something about that ocean wave that just kind of flows. And it just, it comes in and it braces us and it captures a piece of us and brings it back out and cleanses us and then comes back in and flows over us. The ocean is so magnificent and so beautiful and so raw, but so strong and dangerous at the same time. Yes, it has both sides. It has all the sides of what the human being is and what we face in the world. And it's the one thing that connects all of us in the universe. The water doesn't end. No matter where you are, there is a magical piece of water somewhere near you that is connected underground or above by the oceans that connect every single human being. And I love that you said that that is your comfort place. Beautiful. So beautiful. What do you believe is one of your strongest qualities? I believe you're a go-getter and you're not going to ever stop. But if you had to give me one quality, what would that be? Well, that's difficult for me to decide. It's, it's, I guess it's easier for people around me to, to say that. But I would love to be compassionate. You I, are, hope that yeah. would be, I, I hope that would be my best quality. I hope... Not sure if I've got that, but I would love to possess that very much. That's beautiful. Yes. Compassionate is definitely you. I believe that. Thank you. Definitely. And if you had any fears in your life from a child or growing up or the uncertainty of life, what would that one fear be and how would you recognize it today and vanish it? My biggest fear actually is losing the people I love. Oh. And uh, that's that's the kind of the, the nightmare that, that kind of uh, makes life tough for me sometimes. But I found that the closer I come to to my to God and uh, and to that state of peace, the more that I'm confident that whatever is going to happen is just happening for our best. And uh, that God would only bring what's good for all of us, whatever that's going to be. So Mm -hmm. it's basically having more confidence in everything that is going to happen, that it's God's will and let it be. It's going to be for the best. So you learn to let go and you learn to love the people you have around you for that time that you have them with you. Because at the end, we all don't belong to ourselves. We just are here for some time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just love each other and try to be the best for each other that we can be. That was beautiful. Thank you. Oh, I swear, I wish I could call you every single day and just talk with you. And you're <laughs> just so a nice true, show. beautiful inspiration. Um, okay. Strongest quality of a human being that you look at when you encounter somebody new like you go to meet somebody that you've never met before in your life and you're in a cafe what do you look for in that person that you value a real person 
I value a real person, someone who's not so eager to impress, someone who is simple and true and full of faults and just is. That's beautiful. Someone who's not playing perfect because there's no perfection for us. Someone who is willing to bring happiness along and not scared of of showing their true colors. I love that. Beautiful. Thank you. And it is true because we all are afraid of something in our life. For you, it's losing a loved one. Um, For most of us, I believe, it's losing our loved ones that we fear the most. And I believe that some of us, I would say at least 90% of the world has that number one facade and is afraid to open up and expose the things that have happened and learn and embrace it. And I agree with you. It, it, It truly is a gift that when you know that there is no perfect. If there was perfect, there would be nothing to strive for in life, right? And, you know, we're all born into this world for a time, a place, and a reason. And we are guided through those paths of life as our individual life. And we come across thousands of people in a year, in a day, depending on where you are in the world. I remember when I was traveling overseas um, for the entire summer, Robert and I, my husband and um, my daughter and a friend of hers, we were traveling and I loved sitting in the cafes and I loved engaging and listening to their accents and their (laughs) different languages and communicating and watching how they would observe because I was doing the same thing. And it's a (laughs) magical thing that you are inspired by. And sometimes you could watch, and I remember seeing, and let me know if you've ever come across this. I remember seeing this older woman, probably in her 60s, maybe 70s, but very well put together, sitting in a cafe with a cup of tea and a little biscuit, and she was writing. And I thought, I wonder what she's writing. And, you know, I kept looking up and she got my attention, you know, she got my attention, she caught my eye because she knew, like, she could feel the energy. And I just smiled at her and she nodded her head and then she continued writing. And as I was leaving, I said, have a beautiful day. And she actually spoke English and she said, thank you. I said, I hope you enjoy what you've been writing all day. And she goes, it's magic. Wow. So she was just sitting quietly and just observing and watching the people. And I think that is a gift that we are all too busy with today's world. We rush, we run, we get in the car, we are in a hurry, and we forget to stop and look at nature, look at the beauty, read a book, listen to somebody eavesdrop on a conversation what are they talking about and it's so great to also walk up to a complete stranger and tell them exactly what you're feeling when you walk by you can feel the energy of people yeah 
you know, like when you walk by and you see someone and they look gorgeous and they're radiant, I always say, oh my God, you look beautiful today. (laughs) And we need to be more compassionate and more moving forward and not worried about what other people think of us. It's what we feel about life and moving forward with people in front of us and that we engage with. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Wow. Could you please read us another one of your favorite poems? Oh, sure. And where do you love to write? Where is your most inspirational spot that you write in? I write all the time, everywhere. (laughs) I could be climbing the stairs and I stop and I'm writing. I could be driving and I stop by the side and and I write. I write all the time. The words keep flowing all the time. So I don't mind the place or the space or wherever. I'm just writing all the time. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. This one is called We Carry the Traces. We carry the traces of of uncountable happy memories, the scars of numerous betrayals, the glow of a thousand sunrises, the warmth of parents' embraces. We carry the traces of tons of heartfelt conversations, the times we fought our way out of meaningless negotiations, the battles of fear to keep alive dead relationships, the childhood friends who stumbled on our shoelaces, the hearts we loved of different races. We carry the traces of every full moon that witnessed our changing phases, of every butterfly that dazzled with its colors our gazes, of cold nights cuddled up before warm fireplaces, of colorful springs and roses filled vases, we carry the traces, the constant nostalgia to our birthplaces, every souvenir we packed in our suitcases, every moment of success tasted in different workplaces, every loss of a loved one and their deserted spaces, the miracle of life as our newborn embraces, we carry the traces, God carved his love on our faces, but the wicked heart scratches and erases, and a kind soul lights up the darkest of places. God granted us all his love traces, but it's us who choose our true faces. Oh. Okay, that was even so incredibly relatable to anyone that is going to listen to this podcast watch this live interview that it was the most magical beautiful poem ever thank you and i have read a lot of poetry but that one describes the entire world with grace Thank thank you so much so beautiful so so beautiful Okay, now I want to um, ask you some fun questions. If you could hop on a plane today, where would you go? Italy. 
Italy. Okay, so where in Italy? Because Italy is vast. So where would that one location be? I would still choose Rome. I love Rome. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. I We were there and uh, we that was our last stop on our trip and it was oh. so incredible and so many things to see. And you could spend a year there and still not see all of the its beauty. Yeah. <laughs> Where would be the one restaurant that you have eaten at over the years of your lifetime that you would want to go back, visit that chef again if you could, and experience those memories and that taste? Where would that location be? But this, there's that time I was with my family in um, Monte Carlo, mm -hmm. and uh, it was called that restaurant was called Le Pirates. Oh. And it was such an amazing restaurant that I, I had not seen anything as beautiful as that. I always remember that place. I wonder I if it's still there. I would love to go back there and, and, and see the place again. It has, so, it has beautiful memories of that day. Oh, I love that. What is the most famous place? other than Rome, that you have visited that has a monument that you think is so beautiful that you could write an entire book of poetry about? Well, in my opinion, there's, there's nothing more beautiful than our pyramids. All of them, and yeah. And mm -hmm. in front of the pyramids, I see the pyramids every day, and there's, there's nothing as grand as the pyramids, in my opinion. Wow. So maybe your third book will be something about the pyramids. Maybe, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite treat in the world that you would that you have next to you when you're writing? If you're sitting down and you're writing, that you want to order as you're writing your favorite, like the one treat that you crave. Mangoes. Mangoes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. You surprised me with that one. <laughs> I love that. Oh my goodness. I love that. Um, okay. So if you could sit down with your children and say to them, do you think you want to be a poet? What do you think they would say? <laughs> I don't think they would like to be posts. No. no, no, that's not. No, actually, actually, my younger son can write a bit of poetry. Okay. But I don't see him as a poet. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So where do you see them in the future? Because they're going to be leaving you soon to go off to yeah. college. Yeah. I see my elder son, Mamdour, he's going to be really into uh, technology and uh, computers and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. he, he's really clever with that, it's his passion. Perfect. And uh, my, my younger son, he is, he's going to be a very, very well-known businessman. <laughs> Great. He, he feels like a businessman ever since he was four. So I think he's going to be very successful. He wants to, he wants to be grand. He sees himself grand. I love that. I love that they're so young and they already have that passion of where they want to go in life. That's beautiful. So what would be the one thing 
that your mom said to you growing up that still rings to you dear to your heart every day? It was there a, like a phrase she would say to you? Well, I was such a failure back at school. Well, and my no. grades after. <laughs> Nobody's and a failure. No one's a failure. <laughs> We may have a little struggles at school, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my grades were really bad, okay. But she saw me as a very clever person, okay, and she saw my potential, and uh, she knew I had a lot in me, okay. My my school grades were not saying that, but she knew I could be in the best schools and in the best universities and uh, and excel, and that's exactly what I did when I picked what I like when I moved on to university and studied writing and journalism, I excelled. So she believed, me, she believed in me all along, even though school didn't. But she knew that school was not a reflection of what I am. And, and she gave me all the chances to, to be able to, to join the university that I want and to, to find myself there and, and, and actually succeed in what I love. And you're doing it. You're yes, doing very it. much so. So tell mom, thank you very much for inspiring. Very <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now let's, I'm going to ask you a question about your dad. What was the favorite, what was the one thing your dad always said to you that you hold dear to your heart and has gotten you through your years of life and where you are today? My, my father saw me as like the fallen angel. <laughs> To him, I was super bionic in every way. And um, the most beautiful, the most talented, the most creative, the most everything. Aww. There was no one like me to him. And, and he showered me with so much love that when he passed away, I had friends telling me that you got your share of love in the world. You, you should be grateful. If you don't take more, you've got enough. Because I was like, you know, I was his princess. That was the word. And uh, I still connect with him very much. He's been gone for over 20 years. And there's not a single day in my life that passed without me thinking of him, without me praying for him. And uh, I feel that he sent me so many people to love. And I believe that uh, the good people I've met in my life were a reflection of him. Aww. It was... His eyes in their eyes looking at me. Every good word or every compliment I actually received in my life, I felt was sent to me somehow from him. And the bond never faded. It's always there until we meet again. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. That was truly, thank you. So, so beautiful. What would you like to leave our audience with today? Another poem, uh, inspiration. What would you like to tell us? I would just want to tell them that be dreamers and think big because you can achieve anything you want to achieve. You can learn anything you want to learn. You can be whoever you want to be. Not because 
people are going to do it for you because you are going to do it for yourself just for yourself because you are that powerful and you are that capable and you are that gifted we are just precious gifts that god placed on earth to do so much good do not let your life pass by without doing the good that you have to do and without enjoying and without rejoicing and without being happy a happy person because you are here for that be a dreamer that is beautiful read that a dreamer has a heart that never grows mm. no wrinkles will ever carve his brows youth will always shine behind the white hair and forgetful mind so be a dreamer oh thank you that was beautiful thank you so much sally raleigh it was such an incredible inspiration to have you on for my very first podcast coming back in the brand new year of 2021 and season three um episode one and everyone that has come on to see halfway through don't worry you can watch the entire interview over and over again here at Domery Healthy and Fit on my IGTV, or you can listen to the beautiful interview on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Follow me there today, and to get Sally's books, you can get them all over the world. Easiest price, probably Amazon. Um, they are there. She has the unspoken voices and the book there. And if you loved listening to her voices today, Follow her on her Instagram, purchase her books, and feel her love through the reading and the grace that she has given us through the word of God and